0: to preface, this is a relational podcast. We are not certified mental health experts. We are here to talk about real life examples from firsthand experiences. Listener discretion is advised. We hope you relate. We hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Shoelaces and Sunshine Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm Janet. And I'm Nathan. Let's converse mental health. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Shoelaces and Sunshine Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm Janet, and we
1: have Nathan!
0: Woo-hoo! Let's converse. <laughs> Yeah, you guys heard us correctly there. Nathan is going to become a recurring guest on our podcast. So everyone, I'm going to say wel- my
1: name at the beginning like you guys.
0: Yeah. He's got a spot. He's got a spot with us, the cool kids. But thank you Nathan. Welcome. And we're happy to have you again and Always glad on, to be here. Thanks and always <laughs> And we're going to converse mental health today. So if this isn't what you signed up for, then I don't know why you're here. But I mean, stay.
1: Please stay. Hey, it's stay. not detrimental. It's stay. not detrimental.
0: <laughs> Please stay. There's and no
1: negative of watching this.
0: Yeah, no. Only positive.
1: Unless you have something more pressing.
0: <laughs> True. True. If you're in the car, we're happy to have you. If you're making dinner, we're happy to have you. If you're laying in bed, we're happy to have you. So... We're discussing kind of going off of Mm -hmm. what we were discussing last week about COVID. We're talking about the aftermath now. So we're going kind of in a chronological order, if you say. But I just wanted to start off our podcast by sharing something nice and insightful with people. As you all probably know, I deal with anxiety and it comes in waves for the most part. But I was having really bad anxiety the other day and I confided in a friend of mine and after doing so, I was proceeded to be told that it's really cool how I can share my feelings like that. And that's the mm. first time I've ever heard that
1: yeah. mm-hmm. be
0: said to me before. And obviously, like I was going through anxiety when it was said to me. And honestly, it just makes me feel good knowing that people can kind of understand it in that sense and appreciate. Mm. The bravado that comes with having to be so open about how you're feeling. And it's hard, but kudos to the people that really do kind of understand it, even though they don't understand it. Yes, Nathan, go ahead.
1: So actually, I think this topic is very important to discuss because we're starting to get back into how things were before this whole lockdown. And sports are back at full capacity. People are starting to take their masks off if they're vaccinated in some areas more than others since we're talking about going back to normal a lot of people have taken on a lot more challenges especially mentally so once we start to lead back into that normalcy it's i guess healthy to assess in your head what stays and what goes i'm talking about the challenges that everyone's experienced this past year and a half and if you if you assess it it's probably better treated if you're more aware of it i wanted to
0: ask you guys a question since we're opening up this Mm -hmm. conversation just with kind of a concept that we're all going to be going through together everyone Mm -hmm. listening is going to be going through the same thing which is really weird to think about because all of our lives are so different yet we can all relate to this Mm right so my question for y'all is i know my answer but what Are you most, I don't want to say anxious because not everyone gets as anxious as I do. What are you most nervous about when trying to like go back to like this sense of normalcy? What is the most nerve wracking
1: thing for you?
0: If anything, because if not.
1: Yeah, I'll take this one. I guess for me, since we've been basically sitting around doing nothing. For a long time. We've had a lot of drawbacks. In ways, I'm eager to get back to normal. And in ways, I'm not nervous. I'm more cautious because... That's a good word. Yeah. yeah the normal for me now is not what I took on a year and a half ago. So right. just getting everything that I was doing back on my plate, in a way, is going to be not normal. The Normal mm-hmm. is not going to feel normal. I think for a while, and I feel like a lot of people think the same way. That's just, I guess, I'm not nervous. I'm cautious. I actually really am anxious to go back because I want my classes to be in person. Yeah. Mm. I can't learn online. I I made that that very clear to my advisor yesterday. I told her, (laughs) I'm like, okay, is this going to be online? Or is this going to be in person? She's like, this one's in person. I'm like, okay, put me down (laughs) for that one. Put me down (laughs) for that one. She's like, uh, this one's a hybrid one. I'm like, what else is there? Yeah, yeah. I made it very clear to her.
2: What about you, Janet? Well, I like the fact that just starting to talk about this topic, you both had mentioned that it's it's going to be different for everyone. You know, everyone's going to have something that is going to make them more anxious than others. Some people are going to be more worried about, say, COVID, and others are going to be more concerned about just getting back out into the regular, well, if you want to say regular, but getting back out into that normal routine of pre-COVID because we haven't been out in large numbers of people. Right. Say we haven't been yeah. in large groups. Like you said, Nathan, we're getting back to full capacity stadiums are now going to be, you know, we're going to be able to do those sports events and things like that. And it's for some people, it's going to be, they've been waiting for this, okay. you know,
1: <laughs> I, I for, definitely have. Yeah.
2: For so long. And for somebody like myself who is uh, not comfortable in crowds, that's an issue for me where I'm not as comfortable in that. But I've lived that way. I mean, when I was little, I wasn't comfortable in crowds. And I think that has to deal with the fact that I lived in crowded places when I was little. All I could see was people's belts and (laughs) I was felt suffocated, right? I mean, you get on a subway in Japan and... You're in there like sardine.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I couldn't imagine how I it was like for you in either. Japan,
2: I, you know. Really? And for a kid that's seven years old, it's a little terrifying to not be able to see your parents or your sister oh, or somebody. Yeah, you know, and that's just something that I think just kind of comes up again, even though now I can see people, you know, I'm not looking at their belt. As I'm sitting down, (laughs) I'm sitting down, and they're standing up. But what we have to to realize is that even though something is going to be more anxiety ridden for me, may not be for you. But that we all have to be able to say and honor each other. And what is going, what affects them in this adjustment phase? Yeah. And in the fact that it's going to take some people longer than others yeah. to adjust. But realize in all of this that there is not a right or a wrong. Right. And no way.
0: I think that's a great point because I just thought about this as well. Like, I feel like I've said this before on our podcast, but COVID has absolutely brought out the worst in people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: just we're all in a vulnerable state but like right. also at the same time i feel like it's kind of put this on this playing field that like we're all expected to react the same way yeah like yeah. and if you don't that's a problem when yeah, it's in reality
1: polarized mm-hmm.
0: janet's never liked crowds nathan is more than eager to go back to a classroom and i'm sitting here in the middle basically yeah Am I want to exci- go to a
1: hockey game. I- <laughs> That's I, what I really want to do.
0: I'm excited to go back. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I also wish it never had to happen for me to yeah. like do that because now COVID has... I don't want to say COVID's put me in therapy, but I'm in therapy, guys. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I would have ever had these issues if it didn't happen. But also at the same time, I love therapy because it really has kind of made me figure out things about myself. And I was telling Janet earlier, I think so much more now that I've been to therapy because there's so many moving parts to things. Mm -hmm. And it also reiterates my idea that you can't put everyone on an equal playing field. You can't put people on this pedestal where they're kind of... It's like the same thing as height. Not everyone's the same height. No one has the same shoe size. No one has the Mm -hmm. same fingerprint. Like we're all different. So I'm going to react a lot differently than anyone else's. And what makes people think that they can be expected to live up to those expectations? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, I know what you mean.
0: I'm anxious to go back in a sense that I haven't seen many people recently. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm doing things to kind of mentally prepare myself for that now.
2: So I'm not like thrown into the deep end. Mm
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're kind of we're our topic kind of came up because of an article that was recently written about the going back out into or the transitioning in society after living through the pandemic and one of the questions that I read from the article that I think is is a great question at any time frame really to ask yourself and I think is a great Question to bring up after Rachel was just saying, you know, and and Nathan just followed up with the fact that COVID has been very polarizing. People are on one side or the other, and they those people on the polar opposite sides think that the people should be on the other their their side. I mean, and they they verbalize those things. Is it's a question that is if I wasn't concerned. About what other people think, what would I be doing?
1: And that's I think the difference—that's what's polarizing. It's people. Some people don't care, and some people do, and that's on a spectrum as well. I some people to, care more. Some people care less.
0: I used to be like that too. I used to care a lot about what other people thought, and,
2: and I thought about you, honey, when I read that, and I thought about myself too. Yeah. I really did because I a lot of decisions made are for myself. I want to speak for myself are, well, what will other people think? Right.
0: Uh, yeah. And I was, I went through a phase where I was like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like sometimes you can't help it. Cause obviously there's other factors that go into play with it, but also at the same time, mm-hmm. you really start living your life. Once you stop thinking about what other people are going to, think. Mm-hmm. and then you start, acknowledging the fact that, yes, they have a right to feel that way, but is it going to affect me? And that's when your brain starts kind of getting a little happier. And yeah. It, it gives it a break, pats you on the back and says, you're, you're doing good, sis. Like, yeah. I
1: just think it's uh, you're overworking yourself, thinking about what other people think of, about your actions or what you say. And for some people, it's inevitable. It's something that they just won't ever get over. Whether it's you know a condition or it's just them doing it to keep themselves at ease, I don't think it's necessary either.
0: I feel like we all have to recognize as well that Mm -hmm. people were born basically with this idea that they need to please. That's the society we live in. That's the content that we see. That's the videos that we watch. That's the TV shows that are on. People are expected to kind of do for others, Mm -hmm. and literally just. Once you kind of separate the two, it's so much easier to kind of just sit here and feel content with your decisions and mm-hmm. your problems and the people around you. You really find out who the real people are once you start doing what you want. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's and and I think along those lines, you're talking about a, doing something positive for your your own mental health.
0: Of course. Yeah. What Nathan was saying as well is this idea that people kind of set these unrealistic expectations of people and then are immature, too immature to kind of accept the fact that other people are different and aren't going to do the same thing Mm -hmm. as you. I agree completely. Everyone is different and everyone (laughs) deals with things differently. And I've always been the type of person to say, why would I judge someone when I have no idea what they're going through?
2: Well, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, that's a beautiful way to live and a wonderful way to live. And unfortunately, there aren't enough people who live that way. Kind you of know? comes with
0: backlash, though, because then you have to take the emotional weight of people getting mad at you. Well- like- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see it as, I see it as those judgmental people are too afraid to look in the mirror at themselves and criticize themselves. Well- they have problems of their own.
0: Nathan, do you remember when dad would always tell us, or mom, I don't remember who it was specifically, would basically be like people that are mean to you or act irrationally are people that have stuff going on in their personal lives?
1: Yeah, no one was mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> i heard him he's say never, to you a lot but he's never uh, had shoved <laughs> in
0: a toilet in elementary school
1: <laughs> that is true what i said what I, what I said was completely a joke i did get bullied <laughs> everyone gets bullied it's it's, it's inevitable but some people more than others but yes in third grade i went to the bathroom during lunch and uh these two kids came in the bathroom and kind of just like went in the stall i wasn't like going to the bathroom or anything i was i was in there and i my pants were up my zipper was up everything (laughs) so they didn't harass me but they like uh they tried to put my head in the toilet and i ran to the office and they both got uh suspended i think for a a certain amount of time yeah i'll never forget i was gonna say i won't either (laughs) that's something you never forget If Dustin Franklin and Moses Manning are watching, screw you guys.
2: (laughs) See where I am now, man. I'm going to
1: graduate at the
2: same time (laughs) as my sister.
0: (laughs) Six-year college. Six-year college. (laughs) Two-year flat, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) Okay, that was a huge uh, (laughs) side note, but yeah.
0: Backtrack, though. People that are mean to you. Yes, has stuff going on in their own lives. So bringing it back to COVID. <laughs> literally, holding
2: this podcast together.
0: <laughs> literally people that are mean to you have stuff going on in their personal lives. Bring it back to COVID. We're talking about COVID mm-hmm. people need to deal with things as they please. And there is no room for us as individuals to judge how people decide to cope with things unless they're unethical. You know what I mean? Right. I guess so, the
1: the gist is don't you know. Be d- well yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. uh you know, everyone's treated gonna treat uh the comeback differently and it's rightful to keep your manners in check. And if you can help them, help them if you're able. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. worry about yourself first and then others. It's-
0: I feel like some of life's like most important lessons can always trace back to treat people the way you want to be treated. And like and- I learned that when kindergarten, and now I'm teaching older demographic about it. Here we are. <laughs> like yeah, and people are going to choose to cope with things differently. I feel like I've started already my journey into reassimilating myself <laughs> back into a sense of normalcy. I picked up a new hobby over COVID. I cooked more over COVID.
1: I've been doing a lot of things that Probably you wouldn't have picked up if you right, exactly. were stuck inside. Exactly, she knits though. blankets now.
0: Yes. Yeah. Buy my blankets.
1: <laughs> she has a long list of people who want to buy her blankets. They're very That's nice. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I mean What else I've, do you do? I've thrown myself into more social situations nowadays, basically. we talked about this on the podcast before or not. I don't remember if I brought it up. I got my first vaccine, and then I got COVID, and then I got my second vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, triple protected now <laughs> for the most part. And so, I mean, I've, I've kind of chosen to, like, live the life that I choose. I'm obviously, I'm still cautious, but, like, at the same time, I can't sit here and beat myself up about the fact that I am an extrovert sitting in my bedroom. That's not how Mm -hmm. I roll. That's not Mm -hmm. how I live my life. So I've been throwing myself into these social situations. Has it been nerve wracking? Absolutely. It's the scariest thing I've done so far. I've never had anxiety as bad as because of this. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I live my day-to-day life. I deal with anxiety on a day-to-day basis now. It's something I have to think about before I do certain things. And yeah. when I do certain things, and I feel anxious after, I'm like, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. I've never been so in tune with myself to a point where I kind of just know myself like a book now. Like I was in therapy today the talking to her about myself, and she was literally just like, "You seem more content with yourself." And I'm not like, "I, I am." Is it more? Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> but like, it was so worth it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, Rachel, I want you to uh, think about this too. If you kind of anticipate the fact that you're going to have anxiety when you think about something, you put this idea in your head that kind of lingers and can actually cause you to feel anxious after the situation because you thought about it beforehand. I blame my mother. And I do the same. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. The hardest part for me during this whole pandemic actually has been eating. Very early in the pandemic, I got food poisoning. After that, I, I mean I recovered and everything, but after that I hadn't really been eating right since. There's been loss of appetite. I mean, that could be that could lead to different things. That could be uh that's a symptom of the virus for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. It's uh common with depression. Too, mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, some days it's really hard to eat. So, like, I will go and plan on what I'm going to get for dinner. I'll go out and and as I'm driving, though, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to feel like bad after this food. That's- and then you get to that point where you're 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 so clowned up to actually sit down and eat your food that you, I mean, you you waste the food and you don't eat it. Before this pandemic. I never thought about that. I would go Neither and I. I would go and get food, even crave food. I'm like, I'm craving McDonald's right now or something like that. And right now it comes around to six thirty, seven o'clock. I'm like, okay, I got to face my fears. You know, mm-hmm. yesterday actually was pretty good for me, though. I had dad made me pasta.
0: I, aw. <laughs> <laughs> Very
1: good. Nathan, for those who don't know, that's my favorite. It's my favorite dish.
0: Nathan, honestly, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Just because I wanted to tell you that you're not alone and I go through the same things. Um, Yeah, the
1: food issue I know you've done dealt with too.
0: I'm still dealing with it. It really it really depends on how I'm feeling for the most Mm -hmm. part. Like literally, I had a stressful couple weeks a while back, and I literally couldn't eat for weeks. Like Mm -hmm. I eat, but I.
1: It's not like uh, like
0: eating, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And it's just. I feel like that just reiterates the point again. You have no clue what people are going through. Confide in the ones you trust the most. Forget about the ones that wouldn't do the same for you. Live your life. Do whatever you need to feel happy, comfortable, and confident. Mm -hmm. And we support
1: you. That was well summed up. I liked that.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: That was really good.
0: Thank you. Good job, PR girl. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, that was That was very good. We can honestly wrap it up there. If anyone else has anything to say,
1: I need to buy new glasses.
0: Yes. He and needs to
2: buy new glasses.
0: If this episode, I know we kind of gave you a lot. I feel like we always give you a lot to think about, but if you have anything to say to us, we also have an Janet and Rachel at gmail.com. Sorry, Nathan.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about that too. I was like, uh, uh they're gonna to to change the name of everything. We could we could change it to we don't or we don't have to. We don't even need matter. to change the
0: email. It's Janet at yeah, rachel fine. at gmail.com. the password, it's okay. J A N E T A N D R A C H E L at Gmail.com. Thank you guys. Honestly, like it's yeah, nothing but a pleasure. By. And I'm I'm super glad Nathan's joining us. I am too.
2: It's yeah. it's great to have another I am too. Perspective. It perspective. Brings
0: the, it brings the mood up for sure.
1: Yeah, we are using like- me for content. <laughs> 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 Don't listen Again. to a word they say. They forced me. No, nope. <laughs> I'm here against my will. No,
2: <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> embarrassing us. <laughs> yeah. We uh we got him to come on by almost uh, putting his head in the toilet.
1: Yeah. Your little charade <laughs> is over. No, I, am, I am here by choice.
2: We're excited. Moving right. forward. It'll be awesome. Thank you. All guys right, again. everybody. <laughs> Thank you. We'll Thank see you. you on the flip
0: side. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about us and the work that we do, as well as find previous episodes, please visit www.shoelacesandsunshine.com.